0: Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, Explorers. I'm Pam Ricchia, and this is episode number 258 of the podcast. It's the 30th of December, 2020, as I record this intro. I hope you've been enjoying the holiday season, however you chose to celebrate this year. We stayed home, meeting up with extended family in Zoom, which was fun because everyone managed to join us, which hasn't happened the last few years in person. And with Lissy home, we're a house full of six adults and two dogs, so it was super easy to find someone who was up for playing a game or going for a walk. It's been a couple of very lovely weeks. Lissy returned home to New York the other day, and now I'm enjoying sinking back into my routines and playing with them. I'm always playing with them. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to mention my conversation last week with Allie Walker. Allie is an unschooling mom and primatologist, and she shared some incredible insights about parenting and unschooling through her lens as a primate researcher focusing on the mother-infant bond. If you haven't had a chance yet, I encourage you to make some time to have a listen. Her perspective is fascinating. I also love how something she mentioned connects so beautifully with this week's episode. Here's what she said. It's almost this physical bond between us, this connection that we have with each other and how we all dance around each other throughout our days. It's super magical. And I remember a year ago listening to your podcast thinking, will I ever feel this way? I don't know. Is this something that we can do? Everybody just seems like they're in on the secret joy, secret of joy within their families. And when it started to just flow, we started to let go of all these perceptions of what we should be and just started being ourselves with each other. Letting go of all that other noise is when it just started to all flow together. We were just reacting to the people in front of us and not the people we thought we should be to each other. And that was it. That was the best bit. I love her description of how they connect and dance with each other throughout their days as super magical because our theme this month in the Living Joyfully Network, which Anna and I are diving into in this episode, is seeing the magic. And as Ali discovered, the magic we're talking about isn't the excitement found in those big picture perfect hallmark moments. We're talking about the magic that lives in the everyday moments when we're being ourselves with each other. And in fact, there's magic in the hard moments too. We've had some really insightful conversations in the network this month around this theme as we explored it through the lenses of connection and joy. If you're unfamiliar, the network is a supportive community for parents who are ready to dive deeper into their unschooling journey. With new themes each month, together we examine the principles that lie at the heart of unschooling and share what they look like in our families to in turn help you explore what they might look like in your family. It's a wonderful place to connect and share experiences with other unschooling parents on the same journey. The conversations are so rich with introspection and inspiration. If that sounds intriguing, I invite you to learn more about the community at explorers.livingjoyfully.ca. I'll put the link in the show notes too. When you join us, you'll also immediately have access to all the great content from earlier monthly themes like our parenting toolbox, learning is everywhere, and kids are capable, as well as this month's Seeing the Magic. And starting in the new year, Anna and I are also going to walk through the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit online workshop alongside participants. That's everybody who's ever joined and anyone who wants to come join us for the journey now. Anna and I talk more about this in this episode, and you can learn all about it, including how to join us at childhoodredefined.com. I am really excited to jump into the new year. But before I go, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patrons, Serena Zimmerman and Heather Johansson. Hi, Serena. Hi, Heather. Thanks so much for joining us. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support helps pay for the hosting and transcription, as well as my time spent creating new episodes each week. It's instrumental in keeping the growing podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. I also have some really fun plans for patrons next year, so look for an update coming soon. And now, let's dive into my conversation with Anna. Welcome, I'm Pamela Ricchia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Anna Brown. Hi, Anna. (laughs) So this month in the Living Joyfully Network, our theme has been seeing the magic. And I really loved bringing our focus back to cultivating these close family connections, right, after our our last month of navigating family gatherings with the extended family. I'm loving bringing our focus back into our own family, to seeking joy, to seeing the magic that's right in front of us. It is such a great place to focus our thoughts and energy too as we move into the new year, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really excited to dive into this with you. Now, I thought we could start with really just talking about how focusing on our connections with our kids is what helps us see the magic in our days because as we connect and engage with our kids, That's when we're more open to seeing the wonderful things that are happening, right? And then we see these things, we're connecting, we're engaging, and that brings us closer together. And then we see more and we connect more deeply. And then it's just this beautiful spiral that gets us (laughs) closer and closer. So I think when just by focusing on our connections to get started, that is so helpful. Yeah, no, go ahead. You're good. (laughs) So. The other piece that I wanted to bring up first um, is that it's also helpful for us to recognize as we're going um, to our kids and connecting with them and engaging with them to recognize that we might be holding an idealized vision of what that connection should look like. Right. So it's not about those picture perfect moments, but about the real kids that we have. In front of us, and that every connection piece with them has value. It's not about creating these like moments of, Oh, this is, this is fun and connection and magic. This is like
1: every day in the right in the thick of things magic, right? Well, and for me, I feel like kids really lead the way because they're naturally in the moment, you know, they're finding fun, they're getting excited about things. And, you know, they just have this ability to see the magic all around them. And when we choose to be with them, to join them, then they can show us, you know, that magic, too, that maybe we sometimes lose sight of. And I think it's also a chance to learn more about them, you know, finding out what they're excited about and why and really listening. You know, we just learn so much and taking that time to pause from the lists or the to do's or the things, you know, and and connect. It just brings us these amazing moments like you're talking about throughout the day. And it just helps us set the stage for recognizing all the magic that's around us. And I think, you know, being that we're about to move into the new year, it will be fun to start off connecting and having conversations. What are we excited about in the coming year? What What are we excited about right now after we've gotten through the holidays and all these pieces? So I just, I love this starting the focus with, let's just dig back in and reconnect and have those conversations and just join in.
0: Yeah, because we can often, well, first, First off, I was going to say we can often get kind of stuck in autopilot, you know, when things are things are going well. Right. You know, our kids are busy. They're doing their things. You know, we're doing our things. And then it is easier during kind of the holiday season to get a little bit disconnected because we have a, a bigger to do list. Right. It can also be a time when we're distracted by thinking about these beautiful moments. You know, we're trying to create these wonderful, wonderful moments. So I think it is exactly an awesome time to just focus on reconnecting and and just being together for a while, getting to know each other again, right? Um, That is the wonderful piece is when we're connecting, we get to learn again about our kids because you know what? Just like us, they grow and change and have their their interests may have moved on a little bit. Um, and this is just our reminder to get back in. Yeah. Another piece that I thought was really interesting that you had brought up was um, considering personality types, right? Because when we're thinking about how we like to connect, it may not be how our kids like to connect. So if you're an extroverted mom and you have an introverted child, um, we can be thinking that, you know, Lots of, lots of talking, lots of doing is a way to connect. And we can feel like we're disconnected from our child if they're not reacting in the same way. So I thought that was a really important thing for us to consider at the same time is, is to think about your child's personality alongside your child's interests so that when you're, when you're connecting is, is also recognizing when you're connecting, right? Because your kids might be um, trying to tell you things because they're detailing what it is about their interests that they love and they're sharing that piece with you. But you were thinking more big emotions and all this kind of stuff. So you're thinking, oh, they don't really you know, care. They're not really connecting with me, etc." There's just so many beautiful pieces to it. But when we get in and engage and we think about them
1: rather than
0: ourselves... It's really, it's really so much, it's so much more fun. That's
1: basically it. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it really, because I think people can carry a weight around about that. Like, why isn't it, why aren't we connecting or we're not on the same wavelength? But really, that's just about recognizing that there's differences and that you may have a verbal and expressive child. and And, you know, maybe that makes sense to you but then another one wants to do and show and kind of be in the action with you. And and you're not sure about that, but it's really just about their personality and how they want to connect with you. And so if we don't bring that agenda, if we don't have these preconceived notions, then we can just really be open and see the value of how our individual children want to connect to us. And then that gives us this greater understanding of who they are. And it, it is fun and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And that, I think the magic is in the fun and it, it's yeah that just that focus on on fun takes us to those places right and for me connection is more about those moments when i am right present in that moment and i'm truly seeing and hearing my child as they are in the moment right because then they feel seen they feel heard that's where the magic is that's where the connection is because they're they, their eyes just light up, right? When they know that they're seen and heard and loved for who they are, that's where the magic is. Like, and it doesn't matter the circumstances or the context of the moment. That's the connecting moment right there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is another piece that I wanted to bring up around connecting because, well, I'm going to share what it is first. Instead of inviting our kids to join us, we can go to them. This is another really big piece for me, right? Because when we want to connect, it's like, okay, I want to focus on connection with my kids. I want to get reconnected after all the hubbub and the out-of-routineness of the holidays or whatever. Just this exciting New Year energy. But what we can so often do is we're like, okay, how would I like to connect with my kid? Oh, it would be so much fun. You know, like maybe right now, it's, do they want to come and bake some cookies with me, right? Do they want to come and play this game? Because I like this game. And so often we're going up and we're asking them to come and join us. And this is our idealized version of what we think connection looks like, Right. Not that it's bad, that's wonderful, but it's just our idea. And the, uh, and we are wanting to connect with another person. If we're making that connection the priority, instead, when we choose to go and join them and doing what they like to do, Again, that's where the magic is, right? Because it's so much more work if we're asking them to come join us because they're in the middle of something, right? So they have to find a place to stop. They have to transition. They have to think about what we're offering. Um, They have to decide if that's something they want to do. They have to stop what they're doing. And there's just so much more processing that we're asking them to do when we're inviting them to come and join us. Now, it doesn't mean we never do it, but when we're putting the priority on connection right now and we want to learn and reconnect with our child and who they are, we get so much more, I think, right now by choosing to go and join them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really common to do that, you know, inviting, let's take a bike ride, let's go for a walk, let's bake the cookies, you know, And, and really, I mean, I want to say that those invitations are wonderful, you know, they can absolutely have their place. But if you find that that's the main way you're trying to connect, you know, you really might want to shake it up a little bit and see how different it is when you go to them and see what they're excited about, because it does feel so great when someone shows an interest in what we love. And again, you'll learn so much more about them. And if you've been getting a lot of no's to your invitation, because sometimes that happens, and the parent will feel that it's a sign that things aren't going well. You know, they'll come to the group and they're like, this isn't working. You know, they just keep saying no to everything I'm asking about. But really, I think what you'll find when you genuinely connect with them through their interests is then they're so much more open to that connection in general, but also open to joining you and learning more about you because there's no agenda. And so I think this is a really important point. You know, when you're inviting them to do something, make sure that's coming from an authentic place and not from a place with agenda to teach or direct, or this is how we should be spending our time, or wouldn't it be better if we were outside? (laughs) And, and, but instead share something that delights you, you know, something that if they say no, you're still going to do it anyway, you know? And I think that's kind of the litmus test because kids sense an agenda. I yeah.
0: Yeah, go. No.
1: <laughs> Would you continue
0: doing it if they say no? Like, yeah. Go for the bike ride or bake the cookies. Like, yeah. yeah, because there is just so much in there if if we wouldn't do it. Like that is a great clue to peel back some layers there because, you know, who wouldn't like the cookies or you can still enjoy the bike ride or, you know, even if you can't do it in the moment because you have to wait till somebody else is there right. to the
1: kids. Yes, it is. It's something that genuinely excites you. And I think families starting out can get frustrated thinking, well, we don't have these connected relationships that you're talking about. And so often I think this is the issue. You know, we're trying to connect on our level in the way we want it to go instead of truly being open and curious and going to them and learning about them and valuing what they love and seeing that spark and understanding why it's there. And when you're really listening, you learn the language of their lives, you know, whether it's related to games or books or hobbies or their passions. And so then you can ask real questions. You can follow up on things that you heard about. And that just shows them that you're interested. She remembered I was on this level. She remembered the name of this Comic-Con place that I wanted to go or this thing that really interests me or this World War Three craft that I was talking about, you know, like these things excite someone when you realize that they've heard you. And so I think when we see that frustration from new families, definitely look at this, like, are you connecting in the way that makes sense to you, which is totally understandable, like that's what we know and that's what we do. But just this little switch, this little paradigm shift can make a huge difference in those connections with another person. Yes, yes. I, I love all the those pieces
0: that being able to go to them says that we see them for who they are, right? Like you said, and we value what they're choosing to do. So it becomes about the connection and less about us, right? right? right. And our perspective. It's And and sometimes we think, well, we're giving ourselves up to do this, but that's not it. We're making our world bigger. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. We're making our world bigger when we still hold our stuff and the things we like to do. But we're growing it by seeing the stuff that they love to do, too, and seeing that that can all live side by side, all valuable. Right. So it really is about making the world bigger when we go to them. And the other thing I I love, you mentioned um, seeing what lights them up and learning that language and the things that they're interested in, because also that helps us bring more of those pieces into their lives as well. So not only are we validating for them that this has value, you know, because they're interested in that, like their world gets bigger, too, when they see in our eyes and in our reactions that what they're interested in is valuable, right? Um, It just helps them feel much more seen. And then they're sharing more with you. And then you're learning so much more about them. And then you can bring more things that you might not have thought about, you know, beforehand that they would be interested in. But when you see the bits that light them up about the thing, so it's not really, it may not really be just about the game, like, or whatever it is that that they're doing, it it can be a deeper thing. Like what aspects? There's so many different aspects to even a toy, right? Yeah. You know, is it the color? Is it how do they use it? How do they play with it? How do yeah. they engage? It, it, you know, are they are they bringing humor to it? Are they creating art with it? Are they setting up tableaus with their stuffed animals? You know, are they telling stories with theirs? There's yeah. just so many things they're doing with anything that they're engaging with. So you're learning more about them when you see what bits light them up as they play with whatever
1: it is. And like you said, that helps us expand their world because if it is the art that's attracting them, you might know a way to find some other art that's in a similar vein. And if it's the story, then it's like, oh, we could try this. Or maybe you want to write your own story and I can help you with that or, you know, whatever it is. But when you have that true connection when you're sitting back and really listening and hearing then that's when the ideas can start flowing and you can bring because i think so many times parents think well but i know more i have a bigger view of the world or whatever and of course you and i have both seen that actually know (laughs) (laughs) children really lead the way but when you're really listening and see them you can bring your experience to that in a really authentic way that is well received because you're listening and you're hearing and you're understanding I love love that because, yes, we can feel like, oh,
0: well, if we're just focusing on all their stuff, we're not bringing our experience to it. But, oh, my gosh, no, that's where we get to bring it is expanding their world in the way that's going to truly expand their world. Right. Because it has value. It connects to like that's how learning works. Right. And which is fun, like learning that isn't even learning, you know, because we talk with unschooling, learning just happens, right? (laughs) But it's so true. But it just happens when things are connected, like the next thing and the next thing. And oh, that's really interesting, mom, thanks, you know, and then and then if they say, oh, no, or they put it aside for a while, that is totally good, too, because now you've learned a little bit more. Oh, that wasn't quite where they were thinking about it. Let's try something else there. And That's exactly what we mean by seeing the magic. You're in the moment of of the day, like just with them. This is everyday stuff. There is magic in everyday stuff, which is a great transition to the next point. Let's talk about joy. (laughs) Because for me, seeing the magic in our days is woven tightly with that undercurrent of joy is kind of how I see it, how I felt it. Because for me, joy is about mindset, really. It's it's how I'm viewing these moments. Because in that energy, I found that's where I make better choices as a person and as a parent. It's that open, compassionate, graceful space where I can truly see what's in front of me and I can hear my inner voice engaging in that moment, right? Right there's, I was going to say no layers, there's always sometimes layers, like it's not something that we're trying to strive for some perfect, you know, picture or way to approach um, our moments, but it is just more authentically being there, right? So, one of the big things for me was thinking that I needed to solve all the things like, so that I could clear off my plate and then I could finally just show up in the moment fully myself. Right. Um, So I had to do all the things, get all the stuff off my plate, and then I could feel good. And there I was, but that really doesn't happen. You know, you're never going to empty off your (laughs) your plate. There's always going to be things and that's okay. Okay. Um, so instead, what really helps me is to just start with small, simple bits, you know, that that bring me joy that give my inner voice a chance to pipe up because then it's like, oh, yes, I'm being me. And now I can again more authentically just show up in that moment and I can
1: see the joy right there in those little moments. Right. Well, so for me, like I, this has been such an interesting topic on the network Um, and, you know, you mentioned on the network and of course, in, in your unschooling journey book um, how we're learning a whole new language, you know, when we move fully into that life. And I thought that was such an important point because, you know, as we've been teasing out the nuances with this discussion, people found that they, they did have some preconceived notions about joy and what it meant. And they really felt it wasn't accessible to them, which I thought was so interesting And a lot of that was thinking that it's this big energy, this kind of spackling over of real life with this fake joy, you know, and that isn't what we're talking about at all. Exactly what you were just saying. We're talking about tapping into our inner voice and accessing the little moments of connection and joy. And finding the things that ground us and bring a smile to our face. And as we start collecting those moments during the day, we can change the course of the whole day. We can change that story. And I, I think we can put a lot of barriers between ourselves and joy Just like you were saying, we think we have to clear our plate of the to-dos, or we have to solve all the problems that are in front of us. You know, we can't have joy if our list is a mile long, or the kids are fighting, or something, you know, tough has happened that morning. But those are the times that I most want to look for the little spots of joy, because those are the reminders to me that even in the darker times, there is still beauty and magic, and it's available to me. Like, that is exactly when I want to take these steps. And I thought it was interesting because the idea of kind of permission came up too, and, and this idea that maybe we're not worthy of joy, that we haven't done enough, that we aren't good enough. And I thought that was really interesting. And if someone is feeling that joy isn't accessible to them, I think that's an important place to look. Like, are we holding any old beliefs that don't serve us? And then thinking, who would we be, you know, without those thoughts? And for me, I think it's that time to look at our kids again (laughs) because they naturally come to this. So even after an upset, they center themselves right back to joy. We have all seen it. I just guarantee every one of us has seen the big emotional event. And then five minutes later, they're laughing (laughs) and we're kind of like, help, what just (laughs) happened and feeling really spent by it. But it only took me a few times, maybe more than it probably should have for me to realize that they were just onto something, you know, that they get it out and they move on and they find their way back to their joy. And so that I could let those upsets wash over me too and find my way back to my center. And for me, you know, that might be stepping outside or joining them for a game, or it might be touching base with a close friend or, you know, a cup of tea or whatever it is, you know, the more we learn to access those moments and find the magic, the easier it becomes to weather the storms. And our kids just really lead the way with that. <laughs> just ditto, big time, everything.
0: Said. <laughs> that, that it really is the meat of it. Like, and I talk about it in the, the journey book too, how our kids are our guide, because this is just yet another example that they just keep coming back to the joy, and and you're like, how do they do that? How do they do that, right? And but they do it so beautifully, and it's like that is the permission, yeah. Yeah. you know. So often for me, it's like, okay, like it's okay for them. I'm an adult; it should be okay for me too. Why is it not? Like that's where I can start to peel back all the layers from watching them in action. And yeah, you find that's where I discovered, oh my gosh, you know, those pieces that I can't, I I, I feel like I can't be joyful or have fun until I've got my work done. Right. Yeah. That whole message of work before play. Right. And real, that's when I started diving into the idea of work and, and I came across the, the Howard Sterner quote of um, work, I'm going to butcher it. But, and work and play is really just in our judgments, right? It's just how we define it. It's a construct. It's not an actual thing, you know, that That then I got to this playful attitude and then joy was a little bit more accessible to me, right? And then I would go over, oh, I need to solve the big problems on my plate before I can go relax and have fun and be joyful. Oh, No, you know what? I solve one, and the next one comes up and the next one comes up. Okay, so that's not going to work. And then it's like, oh, then when you do have those moments of joy it's and then you go back to the thing on your plate, it's like, oh, this doesn't look as
1: bad as- I feel lighter, right? I feel lighter. I feel better equipped to handle this thing on my plate that maybe felt really overwhelming a few minutes ago. And something you just said, I don't want to lose. And we say this all the time, but it really fits here. It's because I think when we make mistakes, that can be another way that we rob ourselves like of permission for joy, because it's like, we just screwed up. We yelled, we did something, we whatever. And so we're punishing ourselves and we're like, you know, thinking about it and we shouldn't have done that and whatever. And we just get stuck in a spiral. But what we've seen from our kids is that when they make a mistake, it's like, hmm, (laughs) I'm going to do it differently next time, or I'm going to make an adjustment here, or I'm going to pivot over to this thing here. And so again, they lead the way. We don't have to hang on to the upset. We don't have to hang on to these things and spiral about them. We can just say, you know what, that happened. I'll make amends or a repair, and then we're going to find the joy together again. And so I just want to throw that in there because something you said just reminded me of that because they're so good at that. They're so good at, at helping us see those pieces that we can kind of internalize and get stuck. And that really colors our day.
0: Yeah, no, that is beautiful because it it is. It's all those little pieces, like seeing them in action. Because then, yeah, you've got that layer of, geez, when I got something wrong, I felt so bad. I felt so judged, you know. You know, people would look at you like, why why would you be happy? You know, yeah. just after that. You know, right. you would carry that weight for a long time, sometimes just because it was expected of you. Yeah. Oh, that went so bad for you you know, people expect you to be sad and they would be approaching you that way, you know, so these are all
1: learned. <laughs> exactly. And even with with tough news, you know, because I'll get that because I do tend to like pivot pretty quickly. And if I share with someone like some tough news that's happened, you do get this weight from them a lot of times like, oh, that's so terrible, whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it's what it is. And I'm here's what I'm doing, you know, and it's like, those are the choices we have in the moment. And I think the more you look for these little pieces, the easier it is to access those choices in the bigger moments.
0: Yeah, Exactly, exactly. And to me, I found this was the insight that had the most impact for me, you know, and this wasn't something that you could do quickly. It wasn't something that I got to do immediately because, you know, at first I was worried all about the learning and how how are my kids going to learn when they're not going to school anymore. But that it literally is how I ended up calling my website living joyfully because this was the route that had the most impact in our days, in our day to day moments that I could shift to joy. I could see those little moments and it was just so important for me to be able to quickly find that little smile, that little thing, because it helped me more quickly access or get back to that open, curious, creative, compassionate mindset that just helped me more gracefully move through anything that came up, right? Brilliant. Just as you were describing. Yeah, that's that's a brilliant. That just And then think of joy. Like everybody, think of joy and then think of seeing the magic, right? And connecting with, we, we talk about connecting with our kids, but connecting with your partner, connecting with your spouse, connecting with, you know, your family, connecting yourself. with yourself. Exactly. Like that is the magic in those little things. And that is accessible to us at any time, even like you were saying, even in the heavy moments, even during the challenges, it is helpful to take that moment to find some joy, to create some joy for yourself, you know, if you're in, in a hard moment, because you know what? Most hard moments aren't emergencies, right? Right. They really can take a minute, take five minutes, 10 minutes to recenter ourselves, to reground ourselves, to find that spark of joy, to release a little bit of the weight. And we are, we can just more gracefully um, move through that moment. Right. Um, and talking about doing it for ourselves, that connection, that joy that weaves together so nicely with that self-care piece, right? As part of the magic of our days. Because self care helps us show up more fully, more engaged, which helps with all of that stuff. And what I love, what I love when I was thinking about self care is that again, it doesn't need to be the big things, just like we've been talking about with joy. It's not these big spectacular hallmark moments of joy and fun and love. (laughs) It's even in the hard moments and these self care pieces. Also, don't need to be the big things. They don't need to be the weekend at the spa. They don't need to be the big trip for the men. There's nothing wrong with those moments, but as they flow into your lives, you can't. It's not about like saying, okay, I will be able to relax and take care of myself and and find these joyful moments once I have that weekend on the spa. Because that's right, right, right. right. Those can be cool and in the flow, but it's not about <clears throat> pinning all your hopes on them or or being martyrly and taking on all the weight until those things can happen, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be the big
1: things. Right. I mean, so for me, I feel like the core of self-care is for me really understanding what feeds me, what recharges me, and adding those things in a way that works in my real everyday life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And finding those magical moments and tapping into the joy that's accessible to us, I mean, that helps me feel more grounded, more resourced. Like you said, we can come at our problems with this fresh view when we're tapping into those little magical moments. And it just helps us stay connected. And from that connected place, the problems are easier to solve and more joyful moments emerge because our eyes are trained for that. And, you know, as we're moving into the new year, thinking about ways to keep self-care at the forefront, I think is really helpful. And just like Pam was just saying, you know, remembering it's not necessarily about these traditional ideas of getting away or time alone. You know, it is finding those little moments in the day to recharge, you know, the care of making and enjoying a hot drink, you know, for me, just even a few moments outside, especially if I could put my bare feet on the ground helps recenter me or when it's called that quiet of the forest, you know, cause we live kind of in the woods, um, but finding the moments of peace in the everyday, you know, folding the warm clothes, listening to the giggles from the game that's happening on the floor, you know, the way the lights coming through the window, whatever it is, seeing those little things as gifts for us throughout the day changes the energy we have as we move through the day. And that's an attitude we can cultivate as we move into this new year. And it really will change things because it really does just affect the fabric of every day when you're looking for those little gifts and moments. Yeah. And I think that's the key piece is, is that looking for them or at least paying attention
0: to notice them. And, and it really is important to take that moment. Like for me, I feel it um, the self-care pieces as, as releasing some weight, like for me, that's, that's an image that works really well for me. So even noticing the light streaming in through the window in the winter, it's like, oh, oh, and maybe I have been known to go stand there just for a minute, just to feel yeah. a little bit like, and then, and when you consciously um, process that, that's like, like often it's just you like a it. deep breath. Yes, you feel it. You feel a little bit lighter after and a little bit lighter after. I could have said, oh, look, there's some light and walked right through because I was running to the laundry yeah. to grab it. But no, give again, maybe it is giving yourself permission to just yeah. like take 20 seconds. Yeah. pause. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so true. That moment and to bring it into yourself like that is cool.
1: Yeah. That is- the laundry's still going to be there, the whatever it is, is still going to be there. But if you can take that 30 seconds, that one minute to just maybe gaze outside at the snow, or look at the way the lights coming through the trees. Like if that just calms you as then you move forward to that next task, it doesn't have that harried energy that mm-hmm. I'm always behind or there's always too much to do. It just has this like, yeah, this is so beautiful. And I'm going to walk forward, you know? Yeah, And I love that you
0: mentioned like hearing your kids laugh or sometimes it's peeking in the door and just seeing them fully engaged, focused, yeah, <laughs> yes. like all those pieces. So it is, it is a fun exploration yes. for each of us to figure out what is it that lights us up, right? Exactly. It as much value as we give to, you know, try uh, helping our kids find things that light their eyes up and how that is a great clue for us about them. Find the little things that light our eyes up, that light us up, that lighten the load a little bit.
1: Yeah. And we can just bring more of those moments into our life. i going to say find ways to sprinkle that in your environment even, you know? So I'm just like, I'm in my office. So I'm looking around and, and I see like there's a hornet's nest that a, a good friend saved for me because he knew I would love it. And I did. And it's just like, even if I just take, it's there all the time. So I don't always look at it. But if I just take that second to think, oh, my gosh, you know, he loves me and he thought of me when he did that. And now I have this beautiful thing in my office, like just even just little gratitude pieces about the things that are in your environment and filling it with a favorite cup for your tea instead of maybe the old cup or whatever, you know, just whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> those are the little things that are accessible to us. And that's not fake joy. That's not putting on a, a fake face. It really is finding the things that make your heart sing and bring a smile to your face. It's it's not big and dramatic and whatever. It's just, it just feels good. <laughs> you know, it just feels good. Yeah.
0: That's how like self-care and joy for me, they are they are intertwined because the, the self-care pieces are little bubbles of joy for me. That's yes. the self-care piece, right? Yeah. Joy is bigger too, because there are so many other aspects of it that, that can bring those little moments. But they just so beautifully weave together. And I love, you know, how you talked about just sprinkling them throughout our day. Uh, That is my favorite piece. It's just I put little things out that make me smile. And it doesn't have to like for me, even sometimes it's lighting a candle, you know, just where where I'm sitting or, or whatever, whatever it is. But how fun to approach the new year thinking, oh geez, what lights me up? What lights me up? Right? What brings me that little sparkle? That little oh, I find it just encourages me to just take a full breath. Yes. Right? That it's like, oh, that's wonderful. And and then move on. Like it yes. that full breath also like relaxes my shoulders a little bit, releases a little bit of that weight. It's just, oh. It is just ah, so beautiful. And that's where the magic is. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> I love that so much. Now, talking about going into the new year, I also wanted to, to let people know that um, as we move into 2021 here, we, you and I, are going to walk through the Childhood Redefined Summit Online workshop alongside the participants. So, I just wanted to share a little bit of background for people because maybe you've not um, heard of the summit before, but this year we moved the summit into the Living Joyfully Network. Um, and it is an online, basically, an online course that you and I and Ann Omen um, put together a couple of years ago that focuses on our unschooling journey. So much of what we've talked about here, so much of what we talk about in the network, it's that deep personal work of peeling back all these layers of basically, you know, conventional ideas, conventional wisdom about learning and about parenting that really can get in our way of cultivating this thriving, unschooling spirit. You know, even even back to the definitions, like <laughs> as you were talking about how we define our language, that is 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 was a big piece for me because so many of these aspects, so many of these conventional surface views of things um, can really get in our way of accessing those deeper layers of it, right? So it's more than 14 hours of video content, which we also have as audio. We have transcripts, so we have it as text. So you can engage with it, however it works for you in the moment, um, <clears throat> Now, when we launched a couple of years ago, we had a private Facebook group, right, for questions, which kind of worked. Some people ask questions, but it did not work out as we hoped. There wasn't, it really didn't um, lend itself to a lot of engagement. So, having moved it all over into Mighty Networks earlier this year, and now we've gotten pretty comfortable with Mighty Networks and with its functionality. Um, so when one of our network members, summit members, mentioned wanting to do a group walkthrough of the summit content just a couple of weeks ago, you and I got really excited because we quickly saw how well that could work now, right, with, with this environment, and we thought it was a great idea. So starting in the new year, that's what we're going to do. We're going to um, be going through the summit content alongside any participants who would like to join us. Um, it won't be overwhelming. We're just going to be um, doing like short video pieces each week, and we will be chatting about, it, <clears throat> excuse me, chatting about it in the private summit group. That's part of the network, so we'll be focused on that summit stuff. Um, it doesn't mean that people have to go slowly uh, or or anything like that. You can you, all the content is available for you the minute you join. Um, but what I love it. And that's another piece of learning, right? You can bring things in, but processing it, processing it with other people can just help us discover those little layers because, and, and that's why it's going to be super helpful, I think, for any existing, like people who may have gotten the summit a couple of years ago to revisit it because as, you know, we have grown, we've learned, we're going to pick up different things about it. We're going to have different um questions, different things we want to process, different ways of looking at it. Anyway, so I am super looking forward to doing it.
1: I'm so excited about this because um, I 100% agree the summit on the network is such a great fit. Like it's just, it's such a better place for it. The community there is amazing and, you know, when that member suggested that, I just thought, yeah, this makes so much sense. And, you know, she's repeating the summit. She had worked her way through it, you know, a couple of years back and many members have done the same thing. And that is one of the benefits of it. You've got this summon content from you, you know, it's available to you forever, you know? So we, and like you said, every stage, every different step we take, like we see different things, we get different things out of it. So I love that we'll be taking the time to kind of move through the content and just have these prompts and discussions and, you know, what bubbled up for you about this and, and revisit it. And you can work through it at that pace with us. Or like you said, you can take it all in and then just pop in at different parts of the conversation. Like it's going to be very open in that way. But Mighty Networks, I think, makes it really easy for us to keep um, great discussions going and to keep track of them and to find them and to do. And so I I love all of that. I mean, the summit contains so much for our unschooling journey and you know i love the idea that we've talked about that we're kind of holding a light for your own unique path and I feel like the network has really addressed this need of a community of people, you know, choosing those lives of connection and walking our paths with others is just so powerful. And it has so much value because we're learning from their lives and we're seeing the way they're seeing things. And it's never going to be exactly the same, but it brings things up in us. And then that's where we can really start digging deeper into What are our held beliefs about this? What what is causing me a block? Why do I feel a little rub here? And so those are the kind of deep connections that we're able to really kind of dig into the meat of that with the summit. And I believe that it's work that's not only changing families, but it's changing the world. You know, the feedback we've gotten about it, I mean, it overwhelms me with like feelings of gratitude and joy for all of these families that are choosing connections and changing their corner of the world. But we get to step back and kind of see the ripples of that, like how this is rippled out from them and how we have these people all over the world. And whew, I just get goosebumpy about it. So I'm excited <laughs> to have this new place for the summit and to really just get, you know, open it up to people that are interested in joining us for this. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to it for myself too, right. To revisit, um, yeah. These
0: ideas. And I'm going to be looking at them through my lens of of where we are now, because so much of that work is is this peeling back. This this is really focused on this personal inner work that so many of us discover along the way. Like we first come to unschooling. You know, it's about not using a curriculum. It's about learning through their interests. But as we dive into it a bit more and a bit more, we start to realize, oh, this really asks us to do a lot of personal work to really peel back the layers and understand, you know, how we work as human beings, how we naturally learn.
1: And how valuable those understandings are. You know, I'm thinking of a network member who's like, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Like This is about understanding ourselves and how we can move through our lives in the world that it isn't about just the school or the education or whatever. And, and that is what gets me excited, because I feel like that has this great reaching effect of of all of our relationships and our children's future relationships and how they interact in their jobs and in their lives and in their marriages and whatever that ends up looking like. Like, that's the exciting piece to me and what keeps me here and excited about it, because it's just really beautiful.
0: Oh, I know. And, and it's something we hear on the podcast too, from a lot of guests. It's like, oh, I had no idea this was going to be so beneficial to me that I was going to be putting in so much work, but gaining so much out of it. Right. It's just, oh, it's delicious. And like you said, the feedback has been incredible, like through the summit and through the network and I am really, really looking forward to leaning into that next year and really embracing that. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you would like to learn more about it, there's lots and lots of details about what is there at uh, childhoodredefined.com. It's got the information. It's got the way that you can join us for it. We're going to get started in the new year, but of course you can join us at any time because that's a great thing about my network's you know, all the stuff will be sitting there waiting for you. Um, and I want to thank you so much, Anna, for chatting with me today. Seeing the magic, like for me, that's just a foundational thing. That's the joy of unschooling, right? And yes. it, it, the
1: time and the space to see the magic. I love it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thanks so much. Have a lovely day. Take care, everybody. I hope you
0: found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.